0: Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf nun. Um, today's shir is the Elulishmas Ben Sion Ben Zev Avram Halevi, um, Avram Ben Peretz Lunabas Asael, and Dob Yitzchak Ben Moshe. May their shamas have an aliyah, and may their memory be a blessing. It is also for a full shame of Ruuvin Ben Leah, um, Eliyahu Ben Briner. And Pesa basheina Baila Bela. where they have a complete and speedy recovery. Um so I'm gonna go from the tenth line on Nun Amud Allah fifty A. Just where this sukia jumps in is yesterday we asked a question. We said the coin we we um, if a Kohen godol shekhs the bull and then obviously he receives his the blood, this is the Kohen godol's bull, and then he and then Sadly, that kohen was Niftar, and we had to get a new replacement kohen. That kohen, the question we were asking yesterday, can that kohen use the dam? I, can he take that blood into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle it, etc.? Or must he shech a new bull and use his own bull blood? And we based the discussion yesterday on when the Torah says par, he must take the bull with this, with the par he will go into the Holy of Holies, does that par, that word par, can that, it means the bull, but would that, when the Torah uses that sort of phrase, and we used it by the other, other mitzvahs as well, when it uses that phrase, is it unique to that mitzvah? Sorry, is it unique to say that a live animal must be used? So it's saying that the Kohegoro must have his own new live par, bull. Or when it says par, it could be referring to the blood. That was the Matloikes yesterday. Now, the Gemara is going to say, it should be irrelevant whether the term par can mean bull or blood of the bull, because what's essential, um, because at the end of the day, we're going to go through a discussion and say either way, he should have to shecht a new bull. Let's see that in science. So it says lay. We should learn the answer to our question. I does the coin gadol have to, the new coin the replacement coin goddle have to shecht the new bull, the chatos baleohi because it's a chhatis whose owner has died. The Khatas Lemisa and a Khatas whose owner has died, you leave that khatas to die. I, what's the what's the Gomorrah's question? Is that this bull is a chattish. Remember the Kohen Bottle does Vidu on it, he actually does two vidus. He does Vidu for himself and his family, which is considered part of himself, and he does vidu on behalf of his brothers the Kohadim. Now that's... So it's a Ghatas. There's special rules by korban common There are five cases where if something happens to the common Ghatas, you leave it to die. What does it mean leave it to die? A little bit harsh, but you lock it up and you starve it. You're not allowed to do anything to it. So you have to let it die. That's a Ghatas. One of those is a Ghatas whose owner died. So if someone separated a Ghatas, a Korban that they had to offer... And then, chas v'sholom, sadly they were niftar. You have to have a replace. They, they, what do you do with that khatas? You have to leave it to die. It can't be offered. So here, I mean, this chattas is already dead, but you can't offer it. So you had Koyengaral who shechted this par, his par, or his par, and he died. Well, that's a khatas now whose owner died. You shouldn't sprinkle the blood. And then obviously, once you can't, she's at Chattis, the new owner will have to. So, Omale um, Ravin Baravada, Ravin Baravada answered, Le Rova, he told Rava, Omri Talmidech Oma Rav Amram, your student said in the name of Rav Amram, Chattis Tziburhi Veloile Misa asla. It's a communal Chattis, and therefore, it is not left to die. Aye? This haloch of Chattis. Mesos, these certain khatas that you have to leave to die, is only by private khatas, by a communal khatas. there isn't an owner, it's the communities, and therefore the community's always alive, and therefore that khatas will never be left to die. So even though we call it the bull of the coin goddle, it's still a communal offering, and that's why. So the question, so what are we saying? It's a, cum- it's a communal offering. And therefore, just because the Kohen Godel died doesn't necessarily invalidate this bull, which is a chathos. And then we go back to the question we dealt with yesterday. Oh, okay, so can he now, can the new Kohen Godel use the blood or would he have to chef the new cow? But again, what Rav Amram is saying is that it's a communal offering. So it says the tnan. as we will prove to you that it's a communal offering. Now, just before we go into the Mishnah, basically the Tanakama listed, listed differences between a Korban yochid and a Korban Sibur. and he said, like, a, korban, a communal offering pushes aside Shabbos and Tumah, whereas a private offering does not. Now, where our Mishnah, now where we're going to quote from, is Rabbi Meir stepping in and saying, that rule doesn't work. So again, the general rule, the discussion is, when does a Korban push aside Shabbos and Tumah, and the Chachomim say... The Tanakama, he said, the difference is if it's a communal or private. So he says that, and Rabbi Meir responded, He says, Rabbi What about the bull of Yom Kippur and the mincha offering of the Godel, U U'pesach and the korban pesach, the korban yachidhu, they considered private offerings. and they do push aside Shabbos and Tumah. Now, what do we see Rabbi is saying is these carbonos are actually private offerings. So lovely to Omar the It must be that the Tanakama holds that they're communal offerings. So the So we so we have a source but the fact that Rabbi Meir argues on the Tanakama and says, No, these are these offerings that push aside Chabas and Tumah are private offerings, must be the Tanakama who said that they do push that they're public offerings. So we see that the bull of the kohen gadol is considered a public offering. The Gemara says, Wait, if you follow that line of reasoning, Tiktami. What about another response to the same Tana who said that the general rule is, if it's a, the, the rule is, if it's a korban cibur, it pushes aside shabbosim and, and If it's a korban yochir, it does not. So since Omaloi Rabbi Yaakov, said to him, he says, par helen tavo What about the communal Par for the hidden matter, or the seir avodas kochavim, or the goat for avodas kochavim. Both of those are, if a person, if the Sanhedrin issue a ruling, and it turns out that they made a mistake in their ruling in their p'sak, and then the korban and and people B'nai Shal, acted on that p'sak, now they have to bring a par helem davar, and if it was a mistake in avodas zara, they have to bring a seir shel avodas zara. So those two koboreths, v'chagige, v'chagige, and v'chagige, we'll discuss it later on, but the korban Sibur, they're communal offerings, they do not push aside Shabbos and Tumah. Right, so now we brought the challenge to the to the rabbis from the other side. They said that these offerings, Rabbi Yaakov said to the Tanakhama, he says, oh, you saying that all communal offerings push aside Sorry, private offerings don't push aside Shabbos. It says, well, what about these communal offerings which do push aside Shabbos and Tuma? Says dovor, the parhelim the the etc. But they're communal offerings that they don't push aside Shabbos. But that implies that by the fact that Rabbi Yaakov is saying, well, these are public uh, offerings, must be the Tanakhama held they were private offerings which is impossible because these are definitely communal offerings. Been, I mean, the Chagiga will get to discuss I think tomorrow, but the Par Helem Dover is only when it's a communal matter, and the Seeravot is only when it's a communal mistake based on the Sanhedrin. So they're definitely communal offerings. So you can't say but the fact that, so where, what we're saying at the moment? But the fact that Rebbe Mayer said oh, but these are communal off- these are private offerings, can't be that the Tavikama would hold that there. Public offerings, and by the fact that here Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yaakov says, "Well, these are private off- these are public offerings," can't mean that the Tanakhama held that they were private offerings, because that actually doesn't. That's not, that doesn't work in aloha. So, Ella, what you have to say is the tanakama Kama, They were responding to the Tanakama. I They agree, everyone agrees the status of the korbanos. Everyone agrees which korbanos are communal and which korbanos are shelyochit, or private offerings, or offerings of individuals. That's not what they're arguing in. They're arguing in, in their coming along and saying that your rule does not work. I said, let's just say, let's just, I'll run through it quickly. It will make it much easier. The Tarakamah came along and said, how do I know when a Korban pushes aside Shabbos and Tumah and when it does not? If it's a communal offering, it does push aside Shabbos and Tumah. And if it's a private offering, it does not push aside Shabbos and Tumah. And comes and that's what we, um, and that's comes along every May, he says, that's not true. And he gives a list of private offerings, Korban Pesach, the Bull of Yom Kippur, etc., that do not push aside that do push aside Shabbos. And then he comes along and he says, And then Rabbi Akko comes along and he says, "So too your principle that they're public offerings, that all public offerings, push aside Shabbos. Well, what about the parhelem Dovah Shaltzibur, etc.? They do not push aside Shabbos. And let's see, so let's see this inside the Shamei the Shamei the common common Shemul Dochele as Shabbos for Satuba the common Yachid either Dochele as Shabbos for Satuba. They heard that the Tana He said that communal offerings push aside Shabbos and to amend." Individual offerings do not push aside Shabbos' Tumba. So, Omaloi Rebbe Meir, Kobran Yochid Is that a rule that every private offering does not push aside Shabbos' Tumba? He says, kohen kodl, What about the bull of the Koin or Yom Kippur, the Kohen Godel's mincha offering, and the Kobran Pesach? The Kobran Yochid, they are private offerings for Toich Esa Shabbos, and they do push aside Shabbos for Esa Tumba and Tuba. I Even if the koharib or the edibles or the natural automa, you still offer them. And Rabbi Yaakov says, you tell telling me also that it's a general rule that all communal offerings push aside Shabbos. All these are communal offerings. And they do not push aside Shabbos and Tuma. So what they're saying is the Tanakhah holds it's a good enough rule basically fine. So there are a few exceptions. But the rule stands. And Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Rabbi Meir are saying, no, you can't even give that as the rule. There are too many exceptions. They come up with a different rule, which everyone agrees to the other rule. What's the other rule? Is that if it has a set time, then it pushes aside Shavas and Tumah. And if it does not have a set time, then it does not push aside Shabbos and, and that can apply by every every korban. The only thing is why the Tarakama use their rule is just about every personal offering does not have a set time, and just about every communal offering has a set time. So that's why the Tanakama say the rule as in individual or communal, but really the rule is... The rule is, does it have a set time? And that answers all our questions. Oh, the bull of Yom Kippur, isn't that a private offering? Yeah, but it has a set time. So it pushes aside Shabbos and and Tumah. What about the Koban Pesach? Isn't that a private offering? Yes, but it has a set time. Oh, what about the Parhelem Dovo Tzibur? That's a communal offering. But it doesn't push aside Shabbos? So yeah, because it doesn't have a set time. It's a chattis. Oh, you did an avarian month, now bring the chattis. But bring it on Friday, or bring it on Sunday. Don't bring it on Shabbos. It doesn't have a specific day that it has to be brought on. So that's, um, so that's what he's saying. Take the following principle. It says, Anything which has a... Set time will push aside Shabbos and Tumah. Afilu the kol came, um, even if it's a private offering. The kol she, manokovu, anything does not have a set time a Shabbos, Tumah, will not be offered on Shabbos and push aside Shabbos or in, offered in Tumah. Says, even if it's a communal offering. Okay, so now we've got this machlo, we've clarified this machloikes, Rabbi Rabbi verse the Tanakama. I think we have that clear. But why were we bringing this? So let's just jump back to the beginning. Remember, Rav, um, we came along and we asked the question. We said, when the Kohen Godal shechs his bull and then he dies, we had a question, can the next Kohen Godal come, the replacement Kohen Godal, use the blood for the sacrifice? We said, he definitely can't. It's a chattis. And a chattis, a korban chattis whose owner dies... Must be left to die. You have to leave it. You can't offer it. So here was a common contest that said, this coin got all came. So Rav Amram answered, they told Rav is yeshiva, Rav Amram answered that it's a communal offering. And what was Rav Amram's proof that it's a communal offering? Is because it pushes aside Shabbos. But as we've just explained, how we've learned this, Brysa, is everyone agrees, or at least there's no proof, but you could even say everyone agrees that a power coin Godol. Of Yom Kippur is actually a private offering. So we back to our initial question. We back to our initial question. How can you even entertain the thought that the Kohen Godel uses the blood of the bull that the previous Kohen Godel shafted? So Asiva Abaya challenges this. Abaya is basically coming to prove that it is a communal offering. Ayah, again, this principle of a chattas that whose owners died must be left to die, you can't use it, applies only to individual, to personal chattas. But if it's a communal offering, then it would. Then the owner, once it's a community, the community doesn't die, so it wouldn't be left to die and it could still be offered. She says, so, hey, so Bay is going to try prove again that the bull of the coin goddle is actually a public offering um you know, it says aise were by by challenges us. it say he says parvese irshul yom kippur mish of the hefrish achrayem tahtahem kulam yom a bull or a goat or the goat for yom kippur that was lost or an or a replace and then they separated a replacement Kulam Yomusu, the original ones, and then obviously they were often must be left to die. So too, a goat set aside for the Avera of when the Jews serve Avvodah Zorah by mistake based on the ruling of a mistaken ruling of the Sanhedrin. So too, in that case. That Kulam Yomusu, you leave it to die. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. I rebbi Huda says, Chatas Amesos applies even in these cases. Rebbe Elozo over Rebbe Shimon, I mean, Rebbe Elozo and Shimon say, Yiru No, you leave it till it gets an injury, the Yibkuru, the Yiplu, to mayhem the And then you, once it has an injury, you can sell it and you use the money to buy Nadova. I, yeah, I guess I could have explained this at the beginning. But with the two options with the korban that you can't offer, so you definitely have a korban that you can't offer. This bull of Yom Kippur, that the owner, that the original coin got all died, so let's say you can't offer it, or you you set it aside and then you lost it and you offered another one in its place. Definitely can't be offered. So the one opinion Rabbi Yehuda holds, well, you leave it to die. If you have a chattis that the owner's already used, achieved atonement through another chattis, you leave that chattis to die. And as we said, you lock it in, you lock it up and it starves to death. Um... The other option is, you wait for it to get an injury, then you redeem it. And once you've redeemed it, you can use that money to buy on a Dovah, a voluntary offering to offer on the Mizbech. But, so Rebbe Loza and Rebbe Shimon say you redeem it. He says, Why tzibur Because a communal offering is not left to die. Now what do we see Rebbe Loza and Rebbe Shimon hold? In that list, one of those things was the bull of Yom Kippur. A bull of Yom Kippur. And what does Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say regarding it? You do not leave a communal offering to die. You rather leave it to get an injury. Or you get it to run around the fields and it's going to trip and um, get an injury or something. And then you can redeem it. But what, what's important for us is we see Rabbi Lazar, and Rabbi, Shimon, Rabbi, Eli, uh, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon hold that it is a communal offering. So Rav Amram answers stands. Again, remember the whole sukkah started off with. Why are you even asking whether the replacement kohen can use the blood? It's a it's a it's a private korban. It's a korban chatos whose owner died. Sorry, not we don't have to say it's a private korban. Yet. It's a korban whose owner died, and now we have a good replace And uh, and there sorry, it's a korban chatos whose owner died, so you can't use it. So the new kohen gadol would obviously have to shecht his own korban, regardless of how you understand the word par. So we've just proven, and this would fit in with Rav Amram's um, answer that Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon hold it's a communal offering. And once they say that it's a communal offering, well then, we understand that communal offering can still be offered, even if the original person who started to offer, or even if whoever you would call the owner, dies. So my par. So he said no. When we said the bull, it says par helam d'vashel we weren't referring to the coin goddles. But we were per- referring to the Par-Helen-Dava-Shel-Tzibur Ah, oh, vaho shel yom a But the price specifically says par vase ir shel yom So says, no, ki ktani ad the seir. That's going on the ghost the Seir of Yom Kippur is definitely a communal offering. That's not under discussion. It's only the bull of the Kohen Kodol that's under discussion. Is it considered a communal offering or is it considered a personal offering? Why, yeah, I should, mention, should have maybe mentioned this earlier again, but why should you say either way? Well, on the one hand, it's the Kohen Kodol's part that he does viduyon, Yom. But on the other hand, he also, it also offers atonement for the other Kohanim. So we, as we're going to see, do we view it as a coin coddles or as everyone's at the moment? We seem Rava seems to be pressing for learning that it is a private offering. Oh, but this for how Tanya Parshel Yomakipurim Vaseir Shel Yomakipurim She Avdu VeHifri Shachrem Tachtayim Kulam Yomusu Tivrei Rabbi Huda Rabbi El Oz of Rabbi Shimon Omerim Yiruach Yistovru VeYimkuru VeYiplur Demayim Na Nadavas Shayim Chatah Sibur Meisa says. Oh, but wait, what about? We have a more explicit price which says it exactly. It says the bull of Yom Kippur and the se'ir of Yom Kippur that were lost and you separated a replacement and then offered the replacement. You leave them to die according to Rabbi Hood and according to Rabbi Loza and Rabbi Shimon. It says, no, you leave them to graze until they get an injury. Then you sell it and you use the money for a nadova because you do not leave a communal offering, a communal khatis to die. You leave it to get an injury and then you use the money to die on Ola. Um, to buy, yeah, to buy a dollar for them is bad. But again, this price is very clear. It says the bull of Yom Kippur. And Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon say it's a communal offering. So we see that this bull of Yom Kippur is a communal offering. So Moran says, So Rafa explains. He says, no, that's what I wasn't. What I was saying. What I was saying is, Don't say that it's a communal offering is not left to die. Rather explain that the chattis of partners is not left to die. And what's Robert correcting, and we'll come back to discuss it in more detail shortly, but he says, no, this that you don't leave it to die is not because it's a communal offering. It's not a communal offering. It's considered an offering owned in partnership. And an offering owned in partnership, a chattis, owned in partnership, is not left to die. So the Gemara, I'll come back to that point, but the Gemara says, nafkemina, what's the difference? At the end of the day, Rav Amr, we asked the question, we said, how can the new Kohen ever think to use the blood of the bull? Isn't it the blood of a private offering? And if it's a private a private chattis, it can't be used? So Rav Amram answered, no, it's a communal offering, so it can still be used. And Rav says, no, you can't learn it's a communal offering. And he goes through a whole discussion, he says, it's, a, it's an offering in partnership. Well, an offering in partnership, you also don't leave to die. <clears throat> so it has the same ramifications, whether you learn, like Rav Amram, that it's a communal offering, or whether you learn, like Rav, um, like Rav, that it's an offering owned by partners, at the end of the day, you don't leave it to die. So you end up with the same result. So why is a nitpicking? Why is he being so pedantic and saying it's not a communal offering, it's a partnership offering? At, at the halachah is the same. And it will answer our question in the same way. That you don't have to leave it to die. And if we have the question, can the new replacement going will use the blood? So the answer is no. It's so that the kohanim don't think that they bring a bull based on a mistaken sack. Let's just go back a step and analyze. So that's the difference. We'll come back to what the difference is exactly. Let's just analyze, go back a few steps and analyze. So at least we have the structure of the Gomorrah. Let's just go through again quickly. We have, yesterday we learned that, there's a whole discussion, if a Quangodal dies after sheft in the book, can the new goddle use the blood that's collected? That was already received or must he shaft a new, his own new cow and use the blood? Now the, we, we so we discussed that yesterday. The Gomorrah comes along. You know um, yeah, so that was the said. The Gomorrah comes along and says, Why do we even get on that? It's a par it's a chatus. The common chattis, whose owner dies, cannot be used. So this blood cannot be used, regardless of how you understand the term bull. And then we, so Rav Amram said, no, it's a communal offering. We went through a whole discussion. Is it really a communal offering? Is it a private offering? And Rav comes out. Rav was the one who was pushing to say, it's not a communal offering. It's not a communal offering. It's not a communal offering. And finally Rov says, yeah, you're, it's not a communal offering. It's an offering owed by partners. And we sit on that and says, wait, at the end of the day, that comes to the same result. Whether it's a communal offering or whether it's an offering owned by partners, if the owner does, you can still offer the korban. So he said, no, it's got to do with the, the law that the kohanim don't bring this bull based on a mistaken sack. So just to understand this last point um, just a bit better, I want to go and discuss two points. Yeah, We learn, as I mentioned, there are five times that a carbon ghatas, gain of an individual, would be left to die. don't know if I remember all of them off by heart. I know there's a there's an acronym, I think. It's timna. But it's a tamura. We're going to discuss a tamura in quite detail now, so I'll come back to that last. Tamura. Um, yeah, I don't remember. If it grows too old, it's supposed to be under a year. If it grows... If it's over a year before you get to offer it, if its owner does, if its owner used another korban as his khatas and now he comes back to this khatas, etc., all of those cases, you leave it to da Now, it seems this rule that you leave it to Da only applies if you could apply all five of those rules. Now, a tamura cannot apply to a communal offering or an individual offering. What's a tamura? remember, Tamura is a very interesting halacha. When you have your korban in front of you, and you say, I want to transfer the Kedusha from this animal to that animal. So Tamura would be your replacement. Now, if you're not allowed to do that. You transgress a negative commandment if you do that. But if you do that, if you do try to transfer the Kedusha from animal A to animal B... Granted, animal A stays the korban. The kedusha doesn't transfer. Animal B also becomes kadosh and, to a degree, a korban. Now, and tamura, this option, this whole effect of trying to transfer the kedusha and that the kedusha remains where it is and also transfers to the second animal, it's, it's the whole paragraph is in singular. If he of his animal, so therefore, it can only work on an individual's animal. I so say, if you go to your animal owned by you, that's a korban and try transfer the kadusha. But if it's owned in partnership or in community, then you can't use it. You can't transfer the kedusha from it to another animal. Again, it transfers the wrong word because as I said, the kedusha doesn't transfer. It remains on the original animal, that's the Karban. That animal stays as the Karban. The only question is, does the second animal also get the status of a semi-Karban? Let's call it that. We'll go into some of the ramifications of that now. So that's the question now. And therefore, whether it's a communal offering or whether it's owned by two people, it can't be a tamura. okay? You can't transfer the Kedusha from this animal to another animal. So again, if you own the Korban Ghatas and you said, Oh, that's a Korban Ghatas. I want to move the Kedusha to another animal. You can't do that. You can do that. But if it's owned by you and someone else, then you can't. So it comes along. Um, so, so that's the Ghatas. So that's, what, that's what's going on here. Rav says this power of the Kohen Godal of Yom Kippur is actually owned in partnership. It belongs to the Kohen godol and the kohanim in partnership. And we said, what difference does it make whether it's a community, whether it's communal or partnership? So, so now we go back to Parhelim Dover. Remember, I mean, we said if the Sanhedrin make a psak, and the psak turns out a mistake, and they make, made a mistake. Turns out that a person who and B'nai Shal acted on their psak, and because of their actions they're all chai then the community brings a Parhelim Dover. Again, so the Sanhedrin issued a ruling. Ben practiced based on that ruling. Turns out that ruling was a mistake. Then you can then they bring a parahel Now a community could be a tribe. Each tribe is called a community. Rav doesn't want us to make the mistake of thinking that the Kohanim count as a tribe, as a community. That if they all acted based on the ruling of the Sanhedrin, that they would bring a parhelim over. No, they are not a community. And that's what he's fighting with Rav Amram here, just to emphasize that point, that we're not a community, the Kohanim are not a community. Oh, we seem to treat this bull of the Kohen Godal as a communal khatas. Rav says don't treat it as a communal khatas, treat it as a khatis of partners. So that's why Rava was being pedantic here, so we don't get confused and think that the Kahanim are considered a tzibur in regards to a par That's the... That's the whole issue Rover had with what Rav Amram said. And just an interesting point, to be aware is, well, there's a... There's a Often it is totally off topic, but just I think it's interesting to think about. There's always a big discussion. Could Chazal, could the Gomorrah, can the Rishonim, can the great rabbis of our generation make a mistake? What's the, you know, great, great, great rabbis we like to think would never make a mistake? Well, the interest in this whole par helem is based on the premise that you have the Sanhedrin. You have the highest court. You have the greatest, the 70 or 23 or 70, but it might have to be a ruling of the 71. But you have a, a, a collection of between 23 and 71 of the greatest sages of the generation. And the Gomorrah is open to the idea that they issue a mistaken ruling. And not just any mistake. It's a mistake in the area that, that theoretically people would be five kores for Doing that act, so uh, not say, not saying that they do make mistakes, but the Torah, the Chumash, is open to the possibility that they do make mistakes. Let's carry on with the okay. So, Toshmata by Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi um, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi, Le- Rabbi Elazar asked the Debra-Iber, According to Rabbi Meir, "Par Kippurim Karban Yachid or According to Rabbi Meir, that the bull of Yom Kippur is a Private offering, can it become a Tmura Can it make a Tmura or not? That implies that the fact that it says, Rebbe um, Meir who holds it's a korban can it be a Tmura Must be that there's an opinion who holds it's a korban tzibur. No, it could be that it's a offering owned in partnership. Again, you can't prove anything from there. And we have seem to have left it unresolved. Again, our question is resolved. The, okay, there's a machloikas tanoim. Is the bull of Yom Kippur a private offering, like according to Rabbi Meir? Or is it according to how Rava learns the other tanoim, a bull of partnership? But if you go in that line of thinking that it's, a, it, it's owned in partnership then we understand why we have the question, can a new coin come and use that same blood? Because it didn't belong to that coin God also it doesn't have to be left to die. Okay, now we're going to analyze something we mentioned up above. So this is Gufo, that we just mentioned. He said, according to Rebi Meir, that this bull of Yom Kippur is considered a private offering. It belongs to the coin godal. Can he make it a Tmura or not? Now, as I said, remember, Tmura is saying, Oh, so the coin Koenigodal has this bull that is dedicated as his as chattas for Yom Kippur. And then he sees another bull. That can be a far superior bull. He's like, wow, I didn't see that one. That's much more beautiful. I want to use that as my comrade. I want to transfer the Kedusha from, my, from this bull, my original bull, to the second bull. Does that transfer Tmura or not? So the Gemara asks, what's the question? Um, it seems uh, how th- that obviously it can't be because it's offered on behalf of the Kohen Godal and the other Kohanim. So it's clearly not a privately owned korban. So the Gemara says, No, maybe the following is what's the confusion. He says, Do you go after the one who sanctifies the animal? Or do you go after the one who... The animal is atoning for. Remember, the clan coddle is the one who provides this bull. But who does it offer atonement for? It's a discussion. Um, all the kohanim. So do we now view it as the Kohen-Kadals and therefore because he's the one who sanctified it, he's the one who donated it, or do we view it as all the Kohanims? Maybe that's a suffix. It can't It's very clear that in this halacha you go off regarding tomorrow, you go after who it's offering atonement for. The one who sanctified the animal... Or sanctified the object. If he is coming to redeem it, he is the one. Or if it has to be redeemed, he's the one who has to add on a fifth. The one who sanctified it. This is the important one for us. The one who it's affecting to- atonement for is the one who can make it a tamura. I if your if Ruvain sets aside a korban khattis, or a korban on behalf of his friend, either korban is for his friend. The friend's the one who's gonna use the korban to get atonement, then who who's considered the owner? Ruvain or the friend? So the owner is the friend because he's the one receiving atonement. So and I'll come back to that. If you using your grain as truma for your friend's grain, I you have a field and I'm gonna do you a favor. Instead of you having to use all your grain, use some of your grain for Truma, I'm gonna take some of my grain for Truma on your behalf. Um, the one who does that is the one who gets the tova sanor. I don't want to go into the tova sanor, but he's the one who gets it, the one who separates the truma. But back to the important one, what do we see very clearly? The one who receives atonement is the one who affects Temura. So it's all the Kohanim receive atonement from the bull of Yom Kippur, so it would consider, so how can you affect Temura with that? So we back to our question, What, what was Rabbi Lazar asking? He asked, can can the Kohen Qadol do a Tmura with this khatas of the Kohen Qadol? No, obviously not. It affects atonement for the whole of the people, for for all the Kohanim. So he says, mm-hmm. No, it's obvious to him that you go after the, all the Kohanim because it's, for atonement. He says, but his question was as follows. His brothers, the Kohanim, is it part of the essence, the ikar of the sacrifice that they receive atonement, or is it more by the way that they receive atonement? In other words, when we say that the Kohanim receive atonement from this bull of the Kohen Goral, is it the essence of that bull is for them and for the Kohen Goral and them, and therefore obviously it's got multiple owners? It's in partnership. Or do we say, it's by the way. Really, it's the coin Godals. And it's completely his. By the way, the other Kohanim receive atonement. That's the question. Okay, So what are we trying to prove? We're trying to work out, do we view this bull of the coin goddles as essentially, in its essence, as, the, as for atonement for the coin Godal and the Kohanim? So it's a punishable? Or do we view it in S? Or is it not really? It's primarily the Kohen Godels and just by the way, the other Kohanim receive atonement through it. So we try to prove Bezevach. There's times where a specific sacrifice is stricter than a tmura, and there are times when a tmura is stricter than, the regu- than a regulus, than the sacrifice. And now we're going to say to them, it says, what are the stringencies by a korban? Shazewach noeg A korban, it can be a communal offering or a private offering. Aye? You can't, says which? A temura can never be a communal offering. As we explained on the previous page, a temura only works on a Private offering. You can only go to a private offering and say, I want to transfer the Kadusha from animal A, the Korban, to animal B. But it would not work on a communal offering. So that's the one difference. It says, And the original offering can push aside Shabbos and Tumah, whereas the Tumura that you're offering would not push aside Shabbos or Tumah. And the original offering can make a Tumura, but a secondary offering Cannot. I say if I transfer Kadusha from the Korban animal A to animal B, animal B becomes a Tamura. But if I try to transfer the Kadusha from animal B to animal C, the Kedusha can't be transferred. Animal seed does not become a Tmura. That's what we're saying at the moment. Says now, and then we switch it that way. It says, There's a stringency of a Tmura over the sacrifice. A Tmura can take effect on a Bumum Kavua. And you would never, it would never be chulin non-sacred to the degree that you can shear it or work it I, very interestingly there's different we know that there's two major types of Kedusha there's Kedusha's Damim and Kedusha's Hakuf something that has just has a monetary value sanctity and something that has an intrinsic sanctity something that just has a monetary sanctity and even if it's an animal you can redeem it and then use and then use the animal for whatever you want. You can shear it, work it, etc. If it has Kedushas HaGuv, intrinsic sanctity, then even in the scenarios where you can redeem it, you can't do certain things. You can only redeem it to eat. You can't redeem it to work or shear, um, etc. Now, if you have an animal that has a permanent mum, and you say, I want that to be my korban, it only becomes Kedushas Damim. But if you try to transfer from a korban, you want to do a tamura, so you have a good korban in front of you, and you say, I want to transfer the kadusha from this korban to animal B, and animal B has a permanent blemish, it does become Kadusha sakuf, to the degree that when you redeem it, you can't shear it or shave it. So that's a stringency again. If you try to actually sanctify an animal that has a permanent blemish, it does not become Kedush sakuf. So when you redeem it, you can shear it and shave it. If you transfer the Kedush, you do a tamura. the tamura does get Kedush sakuf even though it has a permanent blemish, and you can't redeem it. It says, yeah, This doesn't apply by Zevach. It says, Hi, zevach, hey, Now, which Zevach are we speaking about that can be both private... And push aside Shabbos. We mentioned that one of the stringencies is it can be a private offering. And it can push aside Shabbos and Yom Toh. If you want to say that it's a regular individual's offering. Well it wouldn't push aside Shabbos for Tumah. So it must be a communal offering. But what communal offering can actually be a tumura? As we learn tumura can only be on private offerings. So El love. The pirate must be this bull of Yom Kippur. And it pushes aside Shabbos and Tumah because it has a set time. And it can be a Tumah because it's a Korban Yochid. So, what do we, so we have our case. We were looking for a case of a private offering that pushes aside Shabbos and Yom Tev. And could be made into it tomorrow, and we have that. that 's the bull of Yom Kippur, um, but what do we see according to this? It would be completely, according to Rabbi Meyer, who holds that it 's a private offering it 's completely viewed as the Kohen godel 's personal khatas. and it 's not even that at essence it 's to atone for the kohanim, the coin godel and the kohanim no it 's viewed as the Kohen godel 's offering it says Omar Ra law Rashe says not necessarily, but Elo shall Aaron we could be speaking about the ram Oila. Of Aaron, I, Another offering on Yom Kippur that the Kohen Godel brings is his ram. So we're not discussing his bull. Maybe the bull is uh, owned by the Kohanim, the Kohen Godel and the Kohanim. And it's the ram. So he says, And hachanamim is dover. Rabshay says, I want to say this is more logical. parot par Shabbos says, Because it implies that if you want to say that it's a par, and the tmura of the bull, the tumurah of this bull, Are you tra- animal B, you transferred the kedusha from the bull to animal B. Animal B, we said, does not push aside chabas or Tumah. But which implies that it does get offered on the weekday. Again, you transfer, generally what happens with the tmura, at least let's say an oiler, you trans- try to transfer the kadusha from animal A to animal B. Animal A is offered as its regular korban and animal B is also offered. Now we said that this, so in this case, the bull is transferred to animal, the Kedush is transferred to animal B, animal B, the tamura, does not push aside chabas or Yom Tov, incline that it does push aside. He says, oh, tamura's chattas, he, with Temura's chattas, lemisa ozla. He says it's the replacement of a chattas, because the bull is a korban chattas, and that can't be offered. If you have a chattis that you transferred the Kedusha, you try to do a tamura to, the second animal, the actual tamura, the replace that you transferred the Kedusha to, is not offered. It's left to die. So, that, so that's why Rabbi Rav wants to say, we must be speaking about the ram. Is Allah, not necessarily La'ulam Para. We actually could be speaking about the Coin Godl's bull. Or my tamura, shame tamura. And when we said tamura, we didn't mean the specifically the temura of the bull. We meant a generic term for tamura. I again. So we're speaking about when we were mentioning the sa- when we were comparing which one's stricter, the stringencies of a sacrifice over a Temurah and the stringencies of a temurah over a sacrifice. We're saying the specific sacrifice we were speaking about is a bull, the bull of the coin on Yom Kippur. And when we said temurah, we meant the general category of tamura. In general, a temurah, even one that is offered, like a temurah of an oiler, is not offered on Shabbos. Again, a temurah of a chattis and the, therefore the Tmura of the bull of Yom Kippur would never be offered. But that doesn't matter. We're just focusing on Tmura as a general category. So the Gmurals, Oh, Izevach, Oh, well then when we said Korban, why can't we say that also means just the general category of Korbanas? In general, a Korban is stricter than a, than a Tmura in this, in then Tmuras in this way. Why do you say that? We have to be discussing a specific one. So he says, Shame Now we can't be discussing the general category of korbonos. Mimai, how do I know this? tani, as we taught in the Brahim, A stringency of a tumura is that a tumura can take effect on a balmum, on an animal with a permanent blemish, but it would not be, and it will not go to be sorry and it can't ever be sheared or worked. Now the Is al my zebach, Shame Zebach. And if you want to say that when we said zebach, we meant a general category, i.e. any sacrifice, it says the chulin the chalin al which does take effect on a balmum kavua permanently blemish for Anyoids in the and it does not become Khulin to be sheared, that you can shear it or work it. What are you saying? Very clever. But basically, we wanted to say one of the stringencies of a Tmura over a regular sacrifice is that the Tmura, if you, try, if you have an animal and you try, that you want to make a sacrifice, you want to say, this animal is my sacrifice and that animal has a permanent injury, it does not become proper Kaddosh. Kedusha. It only has Kedusha's Damim. And therefore you can redeem it. And once you've redeemed it, you can do whatever you want with it. You can shear it. You can work it. It doesn't have stringencies on. Whereas a Tamura, if you want to say, I want to transfer the Kedusha from this Korban to that animal, if that animal, the Tamura, has an injury, you still can't work it. Once you redeem it. The Tamura takes effect it gives it Kedushas HaKuf even if the animal has an injury. Now, if you want to tell me that th- that as a general rule is not true regarding um, sacrifices, aye? this rule that if you have a sacrifice, you can't make an a animal which has an injury a uh, Kedushas HaKuf, intrinsically Kodosh, is not a general rule because it does not apply by the Maser. Remember, the animal that's born as the firstborn animal, even if it's born with a blemish, it is still the Bechor. And it has remnants of Kedusha on it. Granted, it's not offered as a sacrifice. It goes to the kohanim, but it has remnants of Kedusha. And if you have... Um, and, and so to Admasi, remember you let the animals run, the newly-born animals run out of the pen, one at a time, and you mark the tenth one. If the tenth one has an injury... It gets a level of kadusha. And therefore it could never granted you'll redeem it. Oh, you might not even have to redeem it, I don't remember. But you don't have, but it, but you cannot ever shear it or work it. So we see that there are some korbanos that this rule that's this that we said there's a stringency of a tmura over a Korban, we must be specific and we say the stringency is that it takes hold of the animal which has a mumkavua, it must be speaking about a specific korban. So, shem zevach, that's why we cannot be speaking about the general category of an animal. So just in very short, this last point we mentioned is as follows. How we're reading the Brysa is, there's a specific korban that has stringencies over tamuras in general and there's Tmurah, in general have stringencies over this type of specific korban, and we came out. We said, um, "Not." Um, and when you learn like that, what korban were we speaking about? The bull of the kriyngodol on Yom Kippur, the bull of the kriyngodol on Yom Kippur, and um, yeah, if you learn it like this, is. Can, is a private offering and therefore it can make a Tmura. Its stringencies are that it would be offered on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Whereas a tamura is never offered on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. And you're right. The Tmura of the Bull of the Kohen Godot would never be offered because it's a chatas, But as we said, Tmuras in general can be offered, just not on Shabbos and Yom Tev. And, and then you know, we discussed reason um, and the, and the, the briser continues but that would be the general overview okay we'll leave it there for today